Hey friends, thanks for joining in on another episode of Cast the Word. Today we're going to be discussing how COVID-19 might impact the church. Thank you all so much for tuning in today, and I hope each of you are doing well. If you missed last week's episode, we had our first guest show on Cast the Word, and we spoke with a couple brothers from Knoxville, Tennessee, Pastors Paul and Pastor Eric, who lead the Fringe Church in Knoxville. And in that episode, we discussed growing the kingdom of God and how imperative it is for us believers to take part in doing our part to try to grow the kingdom. And if you missed that episode, then I highly recommend taking a few moments to check that out. Uh, Those brothers really blessed me with their kind of -of out-of-the-box evangelism, and it was just truly an honor getting to speak with them. And today, we're embarking on yet another guest show. So I'm very excited to introduce to you Donovan and Ashley McReynolds from California, and they host a Christian podcast called Bloom the podcast. I recommend you guys go check them out. I've enjoyed getting to know Donovan uh, specifically on social media the past few weeks, and I'm very excited to have them on Cast the Word today to help address the topic of how COVID-19 might be impacting the church. So Donovan, Ashley, welcome to Cast the Word, guys. Thank you so much for having us. We're happy to be here. Super excited. Today's topic is a little bit different than what I focus on a lot with Cast the Word and in that most of my episodes are kind of geared towards more kind of uh, teaching type uh, conversations, diving into the Word of God, um, diving into Scripture and stuff like that. But I thought it might be a good idea to get a different perspective on some things that are going on in the world today. And and you're in California, I'm in uh, Tennessee, so we're on opposite sides of the country. And uh, I just thought it might be such a good idea to take a moment today, do something a little unorthodox for cast the word and just discuss what COVID-19, how COVID-19 might be impacting the church. And Donovan, you and I exchanged some questions on Twitter a couple weeks ago about this topic and and discussed how whether or not COVID-19 might positively impact uh, the church and in regards to church attendance, maybe more people wanting to come to church to kind of pray back this virus for them and their family, or maybe it might negatively impact church attendance in regards to the fact that now so many churches are relying on social media and technology to live stream uh, messages that they're preaching and church services and stuff like that. So wanted to just take a moment and uh, open the floor to you guys and see what y'all's thoughts are in regards to COVID-19, how that's impacting you in your neck of the woods and what your thoughts are about how that might impact the church. Yeah, absolutely. Um, over here in California, I'm not sure actually what it's like over in Tennessee, but I know out here there's been a lot of moving parts when it comes to church attendance and churches being able to even meet in person. Um, right. I know for the church that I attend, we're just now starting to go back to meeting in person and being indoors and being able to do uh, singing and all that. There are still some weird, um, you know, regulations and mandates that we're trying to enforce just to try and comply and show, you know, that we, we want to do what's best for everybody with, you know, masks and social distancing and all that. But like you said, I think um, church attendance is a, is a big thing that I feel like is going to fluctuate a lot um, during this time. And I think for, for Christians and for me, I feel like the most important thing is 
the hunger for fellowship. Because right. that was the main thing that I noticed when COVID first hit was when I started live streaming, it just didn't feel the same. And I wanted to be around fellow believers. And, you know, the, the word talks about it time and time again, you know, do not forsake the assembly, you know, iron sharpens iron, all these different verses that refer to being around other believers and how important that is for growth. So that was my uh, first initial thing was we, we should all be hungering to be in church yeah, and right. not kind of just over the live stream. Like the live stream, it, it does its purpose. And, you know, in worst case scenarios, it does get the job done. But I feel like for believers, it's very important to have that face to face interaction and, you know, just being with the body. And mm-hmm. I'll pass it to Ashley, see what she's. Yeah, I think a big thing has also been serving. Like, I there is no possible way to really serve right. over a live stream, yeah, which is really true. hard. I really miss doing that. I know. Uh, back then when we were actually meeting, I was doing like singing and all that stuff. And that was just like, that really just is a big part of like your walk is like serving among other believers. Um, And also just simple things like meeting and singing praises has been really difficult. Like I find myself not even being able to like sing with a mask on. So I end up just (laughs) sitting there, you know, like quietly listening in. So it's just like really taking away, you know, like that feeling of really worshiping together and serving together for me is a big part of it. Yeah. The, the precautions that we take and rightfully so we have to take precautions, you know, when we, when we are meeting together right now to just make sure we're a compliant with state and local regulations. And also, you know, um, trying to maintain safety and health and, and all of that too. Uh, both of y'all brought up some really good points that I wanted to hit on, which is that there are both there's a sliver of positivity right now um, in the fact that thank God for technology, right? That that right now we're able to still use technology to get fed by our local pastors and and still try to connect in. But to your point, Donovan, we missed something with that. Hebrews ten twenty five, you quoted it not to forsake the assembling together. And there's a reason why that's so prevalent in the Word of God, which is that iron sharpens iron. We rely on our our godly you know, network, our Christian network of like-minded believers to help grow us when, when we stumble or um, help edify us when, when we're feeling down. You know, we, we lean so much on our brothers and sisters to help us through those tough times. And one of the negative aspects of how COVID-19 might be impacting the church right now is simply in regards to that, that we don't have that network as tight as we did pre-COVID. Uh, obviously, we still connect with our friends and and family and, and all of that and our brothers and sisters in Christ, but there's just something missing with not being able to see each other face to face. And Ashley, I like that you brought up the serving aspect and even worship. We're not right now in, in, as as strict with the masks in our local church, um, but I'm sure that where, where you guys are right now, that and probably that cases might be a little bit more severe, that obviously that is a requirement. But sure, that definitely <laughs> would impact my ability to really worship. Um, I I wear glasses too, so I, I'll just tell you as a as a glasses wear wearing a mask uh, stinks because 
my glasses are always fogging up, you know, I couldn't imagine sitting through church like that, but I just wanted to kind of balance it a little bit and say, sure, there's some good aspects that now thankful to, to technological capabilities that we are able to connect in that way, but we definitely miss something, don't we? Yeah, we do. And the other thing that I was thinking of as well, when it comes to being around other believers is um, the pastor was preaching last week at my church and he was talking about how we only get a glimpse of you know, God's graciousness and uh, as a whole, when we look at our life, we get to see a big, big, big picture of God's graciousness on display when we're able to see other believers and communicate with other believers as we can see how they're growing, the struggles that they're going through, how we can be praying for them and how the Lord brings them through trials and how he grows them. So we get to see kind of like a, he used the analogy of like a puzzle how each believer is like a piece of the puzzle. And when you put us all together at church, you get to see this big, broad picture of Jesus and God's love to us in so many different ways, it, mm. through so many different avenues in all these different walks of life. And that was super encouraging to me just to be back at church and to yeah. be talking with people, to see the Lord's graciousness in our lives from so many different angles. Yeah, you brought up the puzzle. We, as the body of Christ, all bring different talents, different uh, unique gifts, different levels of knowledge and, and wisdom to the table when we connect together in the local assembly. And to your point again, not trying to beat a dead horse with this, but we do miss that in this quarantine uh, self-isolation environment that, that many folks are still in right now. You know, at the beginning... We were shut down uh, for a couple months when COVID started first coming out and and things loosened up a little bit. But then as cases started rising, things tightened up a little bit more. And um, I'm, I'm a youth pastor at my church and we still have yet to connect um, back on, on our Wednesday night youth meetings just simply, again, because of the precautions. And, and that's another level of complexity there is, is maintaining that connection, especially with the youth, the youth being so heavily um, relying, reliant upon, you know, social media and technology and stuff like that. Obviously having this podcast and having these type of conversations help engage, but still we just miss something about that because we are all that piece of puzzle. Like you're uh, like your pastor was was preaching about last Sunday, that we all bring something to the table. And another thing that came to my mind when you were mentioning that was just the power of a testimony. You know, uh, the, the Word of God says, we overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the Word of our testimony. The Word of our testimony can be so powerful to others, especially in the church. And when I hear a powerful testimony from a brother or sister in Christ is that God did that for them, God can do that for me as well. Um, no matter what it may be, no matter what struggle I'm going through right now, hearing someone get a blessing from the Lord just edifies me and makes me believe that, you know what, there's still hope for me. And that's another powerful thing that we're missing, um, not being able to connect uh, as frequently at church. What are your thoughts on that, guys? Yeah, I, I that makes me think as well. And this is one of the big takeaways that I had which it's more on the negative side, or I feel like it has become, is we've lost sight of that with some of the things going on. There's been so much emphasis on the dangers of coronavirus mm -hmm. and the dangers of meeting that it's kind of 
disrupted the unity of the church because you have a couple different camps of people that have right. different beliefs on this. Yeah, and we lose right. sight of the thing that holds us together, which is Jesus's saving grace towards us. And we're focusing more on the worldly things that are pulling us apart. And I feel like it's created a little bit of a riff in the church. And there's some difficulty when it comes to, you know, appreciating those testimonies when we're so focused on things away from that. And I know, Ashley, if you have some thoughts on that. Yeah, I think that's kind of like, I feel like the church, like if they're doing exactly everything that the government is saying, it has implemented a thing of fear for most people, where that's what they focus on the most is just how fearful they are of everything. Um, they're not like com- like trusting God or relying on God. They're relying on like government to like tell them what to do yeah. to make them feel like, okay, like I'm safe doing this. And that's kind of one thing that I really, really appreciated about John MacArthur and what he's doing, even if everyone doesn't agree like with um, the extent he's going as far as being like complete opposite of what the government's uh, telling him to do. I think it's been like really cool that he's giving people a choice that they can make. Like, do you feel comfortable with this? If you feel comfortable with this, then you can do that. And if you don't feel comfortable with this, then you don't have to do that. Like everyone can have their own opinion and view and still come together and be in the same place while being safe and being like, having their own point of view. Right. Because the important thing as well as believers is we don't have to be scared of the world or Mm. anything in the world. Exactly. We're believers. We have the grace of God, salvation. Nothing in this world can take us away from that. Mm. So therefore we have nothing to fear. If we want to meet in church, I mean, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you want to socially distance, socially distance. If you don't, then don't. Because the, the, the grace of God, it is not affected by any of those elements. Mm -hmm. It's, we have to be focused on that and be heavenly minded thinking towards heaven to make those fears of the world seem so much less important. That's a great point. I'm so glad you brought that up because God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. Second Timothy one seven, but of power and of love and of a sound mind, that fear that creeps in has caused, like you said, those distractions because you have one camp that believes this whole thing is a conspiracy theory that I'm never I'm never going to wear a mask. Then you have the camp that says I'm not leaving my house till there's a vaccine. And then you have the people somewhere in the middle that wear a mask and abide to the government but still take precautions. So and that rift, I guess you could say, or those differences of opinions can sometimes creep into the church and cause conflict between believers. Um for instance, if somebody comes in in my church, you know, I'm not. I'm just using this as an example. This hasn't happened, but if somebody came in in my church and and decided to wear a mask, even though it's not required, and then the person next to them is a you know never masker, so to so to speak, I like that, that could term, never masker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could cause some some tension, you know. And not everybody is the same as they are on social media. Let me just say that. But I know. Uh, Donovan, I know you guys are on, are on Twitter and I'm on Twitter and I see a lot of um, folks that, you know, are saying I'm never wearing a mask and they're just so aggressive with it. And, you know, I understand that that's a valid opinion and I respect that opinion. But from a church perspective, we have to have that unity. Right. And God hasn't given us a spirit of fear. So the fear that creeps in to to y'all's point 
I believe that that's straight from the enemy. And that's exactly what the enemy wants right now is to get the church off of her face, praying to the Lord, looking to the world for the answers to um, overcoming this virus, to the government for what are you going to do about my vaccine? And and I've, I kind of feel pricked in my spirit that God's speaking to the church saying, I'm your source, not the government, not the doctors. You know, I'm the I'm your source. Look on look unto me and trust in me with all your heart. Proverbs three, five through six. Don't lean on your own understanding, but acknowledge me and I'll direct your path. Uh, I'm so glad that y'all brought that up because I think that that is such a powerful point that's going on right now is that the the spirit of fear has creeped in so heavily that it's caused the church to become distracted. Yeah, I totally like agree with you. And I think that people being in a place of fear has also caused a ton of judgment on other believers. Everyone's going around judging each other on what their beliefs are like, oh, you don't wear a mask. Well, like you don't care about anybody but yourself, you know, like just people are coming at each other because of their own beliefs instead of saying like, hey, we're all believers here and we all have our own convictions and we can be like mindful of other people around us without, you know, judging whoever for doing, you know, what they feel is right, you know, because we all have the Holy Spirit and everyone has their own view or what they think, like, you know, they have to do what God feels they're leading their family to do or whatever. So people need to be mindful that people have their own opinions and not, you know, judge them for it. Yeah. And it's also um, a selfless thing as well, because Mm -hmm. I think of Paul when he decided not to eat meat because he realized he was around believers who still thought that that was a sin. And I feel like it's a similar thing now where I'm the type of person for me personally, I don't think it's a big deal to wear a mask, but if I know I'm going into a place where there might be people that have a differing opinion, even though I don't want to do it, I feel like it's on us as believers to be selfless and to even wear it if we don't want to or vice versa, you know, just to be able to put other people before ourselves not to judge them, but to come alongside them with that uh, Christ-like love and say, if you want to wear a mask and you feel safer if I wear one too, I will do that so that way we can be together in worship rather yes. than taking the mindset of, well, if you're forcing me to wear a mask, then I'm not going to come and I'm going to stay at home. You know, Amen. I feel like there's th- mm-hmm. we can lower ourselves to be so much more valuable and useful to the body of Christ by focusing on other people rather than our own. Yeah. And I also think like there's there's been a lot of this like on social media, like those memes where it's like, oh, you know, this person has asthma and they're wearing a mask. So like you have no excuse, you know, and like seeing that stuff is kind of like sad because I feel like a lot of people do have like genuine reasons why they can't wear one, you know, like sure. Right. And that's like really rough. And so when people are like coming at them like, no, you can wear one, you know, I think everyone just really needs to be understanding of other people and their feelings, too. I mean, there's just They're a lack important. of compassion and <laughs> yeah. a lack of love. And I think that's exactly. the main thing is we have to have compassion no matter yes. what it is, because we offend the Lord on a daily basis all day. We can have the compassion to say, okay, if you want to wear a mask, wear one. Mm-hmm. If you don't, don't, you know, yeah. we have to be able to have that understanding. But fear takes away all that understanding. Right. So that's where yeah. it all goes downhill. <laughs> yes, it does. You're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Fear is uh, in control right now. Um, and again, you know, God's not, God's not the author of, of confusion. He didn't give us a spirit of fear. We just got to rely on him and trust in him to lead us. And, and you're so right, Donovan, that it is a selfless act and it is about compassion. And, and this is broader than coronavirus, but 
we've just got to get back to the point as a church, as a body of believers, to agree to disagree, you know, about whatever you want to say. You know, of course, there are some things that can't be um, debated upon. The Word of God is truth, right? So heresy and anything like that can't be tolerated, obviously. But at a certain point, we've got to do a better job of agreeing to disagree. And that comes back to the masks, you know. Um, like you said, it's a, it's a selfless act. I may not personally want to wear a mask everywhere I go, but if it's not required and somebody requests that I do it, why not? You know, what wh- what would it hurt? So I like that you brought that up. That's a great point. And another another thing about fear, I just wanted to ask you guys your thoughts about this, is that my opinion, my personal opinion is that this coronavirus pandemic has created an environment where now so many people, to our point at the beginning of this episode, we can now tune in to church live stream. So my fear in that is that there's going to become a movement where people no longer want to go back to church because they've been doing live stream for months after months. You know, what's the point? You know, I'm getting fed at home. I'm I'm tuning in. I'm getting my live stream in every Sunday or what have you. I have no need to go back to church. Uh, my personal opinion is that this this pandemic is going to negatively impact church growth, and I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Um, it just seems that that's that's where I see things going. I have no statistics or no proof of that. It's just a personal opinion. So obviously, you know what opinions are worth. But what are y'all thinking about that? What are your thoughts about that? I definitely see how I like. I get that, and I understand how you come to that conclusion because yeah it definitely is easy to like like oh i could just roll out of my bed turn on my computer and i'm there at church but um i feel like at, at in the beginning i think it might be like that for me personally i think it'll be it'll tend to grow the church more especially depending on how things start to go with this whole second wave that they're talking about and vaccines and all that because i feel like during trying times people want to be in places like church. And I feel like if we, you know, are able to resume churches back in person and we're able to start meeting together, I think, you know, we'll see maybe an uptick in uh, people going. And one thing I noticed as well was with the live streams, there's been a lot more people that are looking for churches to go to after seeing certain live streams. Like I know I was at Grace Community Church um, not too long ago and there was a lot more people there than usual. And there were a lot of new members that have seen the live stream. And they're like, that's oh, awesome. I want to be a part of that. Yeah. And I think that's what I'm hoping for. I can't say this for sure. Like, I don't obviously have any statistics to back this up. But I feel like, you know, when people see that unity, see that bond, see that love of Christ on the live stream, I'm hoping that it pushes people to be at church more, to get more of that. Because honestly, yes. you can never really get enough of it. And once you have that fellowship and you, you are able to participate and serve. You miss it when you don't have it. And that's like what I was saying in the beginning. I missed being able to be with believers. And I hope yes. that that's the trend that it takes afterwards. I don't know about you, Ashley. What do you think? Mm-hmm. I think it goes kind of half and half. Like what you were saying, it will make some people really like want to get back with the body. But I think also on the other hand, some people will just be like, well, the coronavirus is still out there. I'm not going back, you know, because like yeah. in a way, like, there's still a lot of people who won't go to church even with all the restrictions of six feet, masks on, outside. Like even with that safety net, they're still not willing to come. 
Yeah. Um, and I think this could be something that could be pushed for a long time where it's like, well, it's not safe yet. There could be a round two or like the vaccine's not here. Like things people use as, you know, I don't know if it's an excuse or not. I can't read hearts, but things people use where it's like, yeah, we can't go to church yet because it's not safe. And it, it might not be like, you know, it, the government might be saying it's not going to be safe for a while. You know, this could yeah. last another year, another year or two. And I do think that a lot of believers will go with that and be like okay well i'm safer at my home it's not worth going out right you know so that's scary (laughs) yeah that's a good point and i hope that this pandemic causes people to want to go to church obviously that's what we want what god wants us to build that relationship with him to want to grow closer with him um it's kind of like the post 9 11 when that tragedy hit churches filled and people were um coming to god and you know, hopefully that is the same here and hopefully it continues. And that's obviously our prayer. We, we definitely want that and obviously want people to continue growing closer with the Lord. So thank you guys so much for, for tuning in today. I, I really, um, really appreciate you guys, you guys coming on. Uh, thank you for your time. I've, I've enjoyed getting to know you guys just, um, over the past few weeks that, that Donovan and I have, have got to chat. Yeah, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, it's been you. a pleasure. I really enjoyed talking with you as well. You brought some great points, and I think it's a great conversation. So I appreciate you opening up the floor to us, having us on your show, and uh, talking about some of the stuff that you know is pressing in our world today. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So check out Donovan and Ashley on Bloom the Podcast. They release new episodes every Wednesday, so go check them out. You can find them anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to them. Uh, find them on Twitter as well. You guys want to give a shout out to your Facebook page or any other socials? Uh, I don't have an Instagram, but I do, or I'm sorry, I don't have a Facebook, but I do have an Instagram. <laughs> uh, it's just donovan.james.m. Uh, what about you? Uh, mine's Ashley McReynolds and then an underscore. So. Cool. Okay. Well, go check them out. They're doing a great job with their podcast. Uh, another you. fellow Christian podcaster. So we always want to give our love and support for for fellow Christian podcasters. There aren't too many of us out there. That's <laughs> true. We're a small niche, but yes. let's hope we can grow that. For sure. Amen. Amen, brother. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you missed last week's episode, feel free to go back and check that out. Like I said at the beginning, we spoke with Pastor Paul and Pastor Eric from the French Church in Knoxville, Tennessee, and we discussed growing the kingdom of God. And today we did our second guest show. Uh, we're branching out on Cast the Word, doing, doing new things. Hope you guys have enjoyed this. Guys, stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time.